0: What's up, Kids, D.C. family? Welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Welcome and thank you for coming to Crimson Whiskey Bar here at Pod D.C. Jim O.K. Davis here with Jacob Rain and Chris Gehring. And joining us now is Dave Johnson, the radio voice of the Washington Wizards, works at WTOP, NBC4, all over the place. Thank you very much for joining us. It
1: is so great to be here. I'm available for parties as well to rent out. Just tweet me at Dave J Sports, whatever you need. If you want me to mow your lawn, it's okay, because that's that's what I can do for you as well. But I do appreciate folks coming out. And this, by the way, is the coolest place in the world. I've never been here before. It's really nice. it It's really You nice. having me on a podcast and inviting me eventually, <laughs> after two years of doing this off the bench, to get me off the bench, to get on off the bench, but to come here and you come down here, let's hear it for Crimson, D.C. Is this a wonderful place, <laughs> yes, huh? <yeah. laughs> you walk down here, you never want to leave this place, and then you can go upstairs, you got the Pod Hotel. 150 square feet of luxury in every room.
0: And and a rooftop bar, rooftop. nice That's the area, alone. when it gets yeah. a little warmer. We'll do yeah, it. Yeah, when it warms, the, up. Uh, when it warms the up. The sequel
1: yeah. to the uh, Dave Johnson Off the Bench podcast. But, uh, again, I appreciate you having me on, and, and, again, I hope people are finding Off the Bench, and you can also find Off the Bench, on my new station, Wizards Radio 24-7. If you, if you have the Wizards app, you go to your phone and you click on radio in the upper right corner and, and click on 24-7, and you'll find some of the off-the-bench segments.
0: So let's start with the Wizards. Yep. You've been doing this for 21 seasons. Yep. You work with Glenn Consor, calling the games. How has this season been for you? Just to see the maturation of the team from the beginning of the season to where they are now.
1: You know, I think uh, for Wizards fans, out We're excited about the, the playoffs coming up. But but let's face it, <laughs> head coach Scott Brooks is, is disappointed right now, disappointed that the team is is, is seemingly not having uh, some of the success they even had without John Wall. And, again, the Wizards are a better team without with, – with, with John, John Wall. 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 Let me don't make mince, that clear. Don't, don't. And, we've, yeah, we've, we've certainly <laughs> seen it. We witnessed that the other night in a game we should have won in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. I hope you had a chance to listen to that because that was a, a tremendously entertaining game. But I I think there is the consolation of knowing that you're going to be in the playoffs and knowing that you can be better than what you've shown certainly Friday against Atlanta. They went through a long film session yesterday, and every player was talking about how long it was. And there was only one speaker in that film session, Scott Brooks. I mean, and he made it clear, like, this is is now time. These are the bullet points. You're letting up backdoor cuts. You're you, you, defensive transition going over just a, a list of things that have been slipping, and this team has been slipping. And it'll happen not only for the Wizards, but it happens with every team because it's it's not a cliche. It's true. An 82 game season is long, and these guys, no matter what the circumstances, it's hard to maintain that focus and intensity through 82 games. And you throw in, you know, losing a uh, John Wall for that period of time. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an emotional thing the team goes through where they, they spent a lot of energy to maintain, persevere, and make the playoffs. He comes back, and, and maybe this team's a little bit tired right now. The key is how they will be come Saturday or Sunday when they play either Toronto, Boston, whatever the circumstance may be. But I just think about 2015, Wizards didn't finish the season well. Yeah, and I remember going into that series at that time with Toronto thinking, oh, yeah. this is not going to go well. And the Wizards swept Toronto in four games. So uh, that's not to say everything's perfect with the Wizards right now, but also what I've learned after 21 seasons of this, this is a cliche that's also very true. You don't get too high. You don't get too low. And, and if you get mad, you just break a glass. That's okay. We'll clean it up for you. <laughs> so so these, are, these are replaceable. Put it on my tab, by the way. So,
2: Dave, you're around this team as much as anybody, and um, you've watched the last four games like the rest of us, and it hasn't been – it hasn't been what the team has wanted, and what do you think needs to change come Saturday or Sunday? What do you think is the X factor for this team to figure it out um, come our first game in Toronto or Boston?
1: Well, I think there needs to be uh, there needs to be a, a, a and this is where it's, it's some of their problems defensively have been when you're giving up backdoor cuts and and that type of thing. That that is X's and O's, but when you get to the level in the playoffs that you do have to bring a certain um toughness for la- and that's not to say dirty but but a certain identity and an mm-hmm. attitude that all right we're gonna we're, we're not we're gonna deny you space we're gonna just guard the guy in front of you you're not gonna beat me it, it becomes more personal and and i think you know certain players like a like a that, that it's incumbent on all the wizards but you know, especially guys on the interior as well, Marcin Gortat and, and Marquise Morris have to to take on that that defensive toughness leadership role for the Wizards. And, you know, we were just in Houston, and, and, and I, Mom reminded me of Nene, who provided us yeah, with that for yeah. so many years and provides the same for Houston now. So I think you enter the, the playoffs, if you don't bring that kind of intensity and, and toughness,
3: and the other team does, it's not going to be a successful series. And there's, there's two more games left in the regular season. And the Wizards now face a situation where, with John Wall back in the lineup and so short time to get, to get ready for that playoff, for that pressure pack, that microscope focus, what is their focus now? How important are these two games for both the team, for, for Coach Brooks to, to tinker? And obviously, you know, we could talk a little bit about when rotations shrink. In the playoffs, and, and how important that is for Scott Brooks to know that and to to really hone in on what he needs to do. Where other teams are, you know, know where their playoff standings are. How how important is it for the Wizards to really lock in to these two games? It's a back-to-back again, another one um, to close the year. But how important is it to lock into these two and and gain momentum? Do you think going into whichever whichever road trip they're going to have to take, which either one is going to be difficult?
1: Well, I think, uh, and I hope, anybody going to the game tomorrow night here in town? Boston? Boston. In the of Boston Celtics. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's going to be a big one. I think tomorrow is going to be, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, and that, not that it's been expressed to me, but it's just my gut feeling. Tomorrow is going to be a chance for an audition for the playoffs one more time. Yep. And, and I, I, we're going to see John Wall uh, tomorrow night. We're going to see the roster at its best. We're going to be playing Boston, which might be. Of the first-round playoff opponent, you never know how it shakes out. You know, I think Marcin Gortat said it best. I mean, you want some momentum, but you also want <laughs> winning these last two games and then getting swept in the first four of the playoffs is, is not going to do you any good. You want to be rested uh, and ready. Bradley Beal wants to play all 82 games. It's something that's on his bucket yeah. list, to-do yeah. list. But even, even he admitted maybe he's not going to get to play all 82. Maybe he doesn't play that last game in Orlando. The NBA did not do the Wizards any favors because the next 72 hours, I'm not very good in math, but whatever it is, is not favorable. It's 8 o'clock tomorrow at home. We're not going to get to Orlando. By the time we take off, it's 1 in the morning, 4 in the morning at the hotel, play Wednesday night. I'm tired just talking about it right now. I'm <laughs> sure you're falling asleep, me just telling the story. But Orlando will be the final game and I think at that point um, you know, it's not a game. Whether you win or lose, you just you just get it done and get it over with. So, to your point, it, it's why you never want to have a situation where you have a loss that makes you as mad as Atlanta did on Friday night. But the good thing about that loss, there have been a couple days since, and including a very long, honest film session on Sunday. And it, had the schedule been more congested, it would not have allowed for that opportunity, and another practice today. So I mean, this is a Wizards team. Look, we're, we're 81 games in almost. They know what the story is. They know what they're supposed to do. Uh, it's about doing it now. It's like when you go to a doctor's office and you tell the doctor, it hurts when I do this, and the doctor says, well, then don't do that anymore. It's as simple as that. I mean, they know the remedies. It's, it's about actually applying it.
2: On a personal, from a personal perspective, um, which city do you want to go to Boston personal. or Toronto, personal, personal not regardless <laughs> yeah. of Kyle Lowry versus Jason Tatum. Uh, yeah. Which city do you want to spend time in?
1: That that's a that Boston's a great city, one of the, the greatest cities you you'll ever go to. Uh, got some great great food in Boston. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a great place. <laughs> See, you're excited. Look how voy- loud your voice oh, yeah. got just thinking about <laughs> Boston. But but Toronto has it. I mean, Toronto is is is. is everybody been to Toronto yet? On your travels, nobody's been to Toronto. We got a few
0: people. We got a, t- a, few we got a few people. Few
1: Toronto. Toronto. Somebody once described it. It's like New York, but organized by the Swiss. It's it's <laughs> got the, the cachet of New York. Yeah. But it's it's very orderly and, and clean. Nothing against New York. Now I'm going to get threats from New York because. But the point is, it's a beautiful city. But it's a it's a New York type city. But you don't feel that that overwhelming. I mean, you were just talking about the key to the playoffs. New York, you got to bring your defensive intensity, whereas Toronto, when you're visiting, maybe not. Speaking of,
2: so let's 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 dive into Toronto. They're the opponent that we would be playing right now. What about that team stands out to you, given that they've locked up the top seed in the Eastern Conference? They have the all star backcourt Flowery and DeRozan. What what has made that team so successful this year? And what do you feel is going to present the Wizards with problems from that perspective?
1: Well, and that's um, it, to me, it's it, Toronto is is a, a, a you have to give all respect for what they've accomplished and what they've achieved in the regular season, um, and, and I think the Wizards, it, it, regardless, it's going to be a challenge. You don't finish first in any conference without doing something right. Having said that, you know I've witnessed four games with the wizards against the raptors and and i don't think john wall has played in any of those games i mean the first two in november oddly enough it was on sundays uh, two weeks apart the wizards quite frankly could have won both of those did win one uh, had the win over uh, in, I believe it was in shortly after Thomas Saturanski really started to get into some rhythm that 102-95 win. I'm, I'm forget, dates all run together after a while doing this job. But, I believe that was
2: the game that uh, Kyle Lowry missed a few right. clutch free throws late right. in the contest. Correct,
1: but so I guess what what to me what what concerns me the most is is the mystery of, of Toronto because uh, I believe they are a team that the Wizards can match up with well and do well against. But having said that. They've set themselves apart from everyone else, and and so I have to believe the big question for them now: Are they going to be able to do that uh, in, in the playoffs? So um, it, it's 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 a matchup that they're I would feel comfortable with, based on the Wizards' resume this season. But because I would feel comfortable with, that would actually make me feel uncomfortable because I think, <laughs> hey, wait a minute, I've got to be missing something here. But it, I think you know Toronto to me. You don't think of them as like, wow, I knew they were going to be the dominant team and the force in the Eastern Conference. And that's, that's full credit to them because they accomplished it over almost 82 games.
3: And, and over the playoffs, I know, that, I know that Coach Brooks talks a lot about playing, playing the way that the Wizards need to play and making other teams play them, you know, playing at, our, at the Wizards' pace where they're comfortable defending and all, and, and all of those things. When John Wall and Bradley Beal reached the playoffs, and, and you've had a lot of experience watching them grow in this, how, how different do they play? What's the importance of the intensity that they bring? And for, th- for their age, specifically Brad, who's 24, I believe now, only 24, how, how impressive is it that they're able to raise their level as, as stars and leaders of this team and is is that, and maybe an X factor that is totally opposite that of the Raptors?
1: Well, uh, that's a good point. And again, it, this Crimson D.C. This is a great place. I just lost my train of thought. I saw donuts down here. They have donuts here. Yeah, Where's they're problems? delicious. Just well, have donuts. Everything is going on. Not that uh, I, my distraction is easily uh, lost. That's a great question. And I think you guys remember John Wall last year against Boston in that Boston series, and that game-winning shot and. And, and his level that he has now, um, you know, grown into as a leader of this team. And, and he's become a leader that initially came in trying to do everything. And now uh, there's a supporting cast around him. He realizes that trying to do, do everything can be to the, de- to the detriment of the team. So he doesn't have to. And he, he's learned to have that kind of balance. But what I think gives me and, and all Wizards fans, a, you know, encouragement and excitement is, is these are players that, they represent the franchise and they feel a personal connection with the franchise. And, and Bradley Beal, I just talked about it. It is a big deal for him. He wants to play all 82 might not play all 82. It'll be the
0: first time he did that in his career. In his
1: career, and it's on his mind. But it, but he he's thinking about uh, – they understand what they've accomplished as a team in in previous playoff seasons. There's been some success, but they understand there's a bar that they, they have not crossed and they need to cross. So – to your point, John Wall and Bradley Beal are the leaders of this franchise. They are the guys that make this team go. They are the players that this franchise is built around. And and that is going to be the X factor um, that will make a difference in the playoffs. The other X factor, you know, who will be that, I even hate to say his name, the Kelly Olynyk factor from, from Boston. Yeah. Or who's, who's going to be, is Mike Scott going to be our mm-hmm. Mike Scott this year in the playoffs? So the playoffs always develop a story. Uh, from a key player in, in a certain game, but, but the thread that'll carry this team far into the playoffs is success from both John Wall and Bradley Beale. And I, I think missing 27 straight games, that's not a good thing for John Wall, but if there's any positive, he's lighter, he's leaner, he, he does look rested and ready, and probably more rested and ready than he's ever been for any playoff series. And I think we really did get, you look, forget Atlanta Friday. Go back to Cleveland Thursday, and I think we really did get a snapshot of the way this team can play and have success. And they they could have won that game or should have won that game.
0: So you've had success calling Wizards games. You're one half of the radio party. Dave right. Johnson and Glenn Consor. I would like to say better radio party, better half. Well, party. Better half. Just, yeah, <laughs> and not we're not defending. a couple. But we're, if, well, no, that's so. my question is how much are you like a couple? I mean, you spend so much time together. What is that working relationship like, calling games, developing a rhythm? Because it hasn't always been with him. You sometimes used to call games by yourself. You're right. talking to yourself.
1: Yeah, I call those the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> no, <but> the, uh, <laughs> no, we are very much like a couple. In fact, when I heard he couldn't make it tonight, I was so relieved because I thought I've got to spend the next few days with him on the road. <laughs> Glenn, is, Glenn is the absolute uh, best and, and most prepared analyst in, in, in the country, I believe. And that's not just me throwing that out there because I don't know if there's another analyst right now working in the NBA that's also involved in the practices of the team. I know Brad Davis does for the Dallas Mavericks some, but, but you know, Glenn has a unique relationship with both the players and coaches and he can bring that that insight to the broadcast. And I think you hear that in the broadcast because when he speaks or when he speaks to post-game callers, we hope you call the Budweiser post-game show when you get a chance. How's that for another Good plug? Plugs. Good plugs. Plug. You, you got to get them in. The got to get them in. Order your Budweiser here at Crimson, <laughs> D.C. Um, but he speaks of what from real experience. It's not just conjecture on his part. He, 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 We use the scouting report, the actual scouting report, the Wizards give the players before every game. So, We hope we can bring some of that unique information uh, to the broadcast. And, you know, uh, we are like a couple in that we rib each other, we kid (laughs) each other, we bust each other's chops, uh, we get tired of uh, each other, we miss (laughs) each other, Uh, you know, we've even danced together uh, a couple times. So, um, uh, you know, it's been the last 11 years uh, with with Glenn have been uh, been a uh, memorable 11 years. I wish he could have been here today. I do too. Yeah. It's
2: The term has been thrown around hardest working man in sports when it comes to you, Dave. And we know that you do the Wizards, T.O.P., NBC, D.C. United. Take us through an average day in the life of Dave Johnson.
1: Well, I don't know if there is. Being paranoid and insecure is a great motivator. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) one of the uh, the, the things that, that keeps me going. But you know, look. This is what I, I always wanted to do. Um, spend a Monday night with you guys. At a yeah, whiskey <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. This is my a, dream as well. Right. Right. This is the we dream come built true. this just for your dreams. You know, the, uh, <laughs> my career is just hitting its ascendancy right now as I look at half-eaten donuts in front of me. Um,
2: I do tend to evaluate my career based on how many donuts are in front of me. Th- that's at right. time. Yeah,
1: that's, well, that's probably a good barometer. But the the beauty is there. There really is not uh, an average day. I mean, uh, uh, you know, today started at. At four in the morning at WTOP, I, I did uh, Channel Four last night. Uh, naps are very important. It's the only thing that gets you through. And it. coffee, Co- well, coffee, but in moderation. But it, but some naps. In fact, I might be napping right now, and I might not even remember half of what I said here tonight, which also <laughs> could happen. And if anybody wants to sell me anything, call me in the midday. I'll say yes to anything because I want to get back to sleep. <laughs> just just sell me anything in the middle of the day. But I've been blessed with some some wonderful opportunities, and and. Uh, uh i enjoy every moment and, and getting out and about and uh, as everybody's uh, put up with me taking pictures of us together and the connections we make it does mean in all sincerity a lot whether it's smarty matt over there it's good to see him Matthew, i remember him on the radio or, or logan and sarah we, we saw each other in, in chicago or some other people out there i can't see because these blinding lights that are shining on the donuts but it, it's it's <laughs> uh, it, it really is a um, it's a great life it's a little exhausting sometimes but i'm very blessed and thankful
3: and you get to go on the road with the team and be with them through the ebbs and the flows of the season. Go to to every NBA city, and it's something that it is a grind, and it's and it's a, but it's a it's also just really one of the coolest parts of the job. So the 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 blanket question about traveling with the squad, favorite city, and well, favorite couple cities, and where do you go to where you're like your favorite place to eat on the road in an NBA City, since we are here at Pod with some incredible food in front of us. Uh,
1: at Crimson, D.C., make sure, again, it's right close to the arena. The basement of the uh, the pod- Chinatown. Street is where we are. I, I just followed the crowd here. Yes. That's how <laughs> I got here. The um, the one thing about it is, I was just describing the schedule. Uh, at times, it is but you never lose appreciation for what you do, but you think about the grime where it does confuse you sometimes. And, and I go through... This happens several times a year where you leave your hotel room in the morning and you realize you have no idea what your hotel room is because you change cities in the middle of the night and you have to explain it in a pajama bottom to the guy at the front desk that you really shouldn't be calling security now, (laughs) that I just need a new room key. (laughs) Or the other night we came home from someplace and and, and we had been in a warm place. And I got off that plane at Dulles at at 2 in the morning and there was a blast of cold air and I thought, man... This is not New Orleans. That's right. And I thought for a second. I thought, wait a minute, I wasn't in New Orleans last night. So then, for that that brief moment, at the top top of the stairs, I had to think. All right, I, I was somewhere last night. They <laughs> this right. winging off the plane. It was San Antonio, which was beautiful and yeah. yeah. warm at 80 degrees, and a and a nice a nice place with the. Uh, with, what was the question again? No, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I can get off topic. You mentioned Toronto is a is a great place. Um, Uh, To to visit but the problem is you talk about places to eat is is that you've been doing this 21 years And so you get it your same hotels and you get in a rhythm. So you start to know things by sight the problem I don't remember things by name like names of restaurants So when people come to me and say oh, you most know a great place in Chicago. I say well, it's on the corner and then then there's a lot of corners in Mm -hmm. chicago and that's a problem so then and then you try to describe (laughs) it and they just want a name of a place and there's this thing the internet where you can look it up and the whole bit but i I just know how to get there so that's that's where i think in my next life i'd be a good comfort dog because i I just know certain rhythms and routines and, and how to to go to those places but I don't actually know the names of those places. The best so,
0: recommendation you gave me was Safe House in Milwaukee. I'll never forget it. The Safe House. Safe House in Milwaukee. Was that's great. That was an awesome place. If you ever there. go to
1: Milwaukee, the Safe House is an experience because you need know, it's, it's.
0: You need a you need a, 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 password. a secret password, password just to get into the restaurant. It's It's not on, Dave Johnson, yeah. although no, it should be. No, no, it should uh, be. And, and
1: if you don't know it, and it's like, if do you remember this series? Uh, well, all the spy series. Get smart. I'm dating myself here, but it has all the the great spy stuff. You know the collapsing floor, and and it, it's the safe house, and the food's not bad. No, too. it was really good. Which is good. It how happened.
0: has technology changed? You know, now you got the radio, yeah. Wizards Radio, twenty four seven app. You know, you don't have to just listen to it on the radio, but also the equipment and, and having a second person from the beginning of when you started calling games, even before the Wizards. You know, what what is how is that all advanced?
1: Well, no, and that's the beauty of, of technology because when I when I started doing this, I mean, I used to have to carry around a big bulky tape recorder and and, you know I was kind of you know nerdy as I carried all these bags and cords and and wires and and it looked a little bit threatening quite frankly as you went from city to city to set up your radio broadcast whereas now I can look cool that's the glamorous life I didn't pull that off but but the point is, now we can just broadcast on our phones. We're, I don't even know what we're broadcasting on right here. I what know is this? it's
0: ASAM recorder. We're takes talking in into channel an ashtray right
1: here, and everyone's watching. Is this a great that's country right. or not? The, uh, <laughs> this might not even be recorded. It's uh, uh, you can see. I did remember thing. to press record, <laughs> Dave. That's, that's
2: right. I did remember to press record.
0: <laughs> but
1: everybody can broadcast. That's that's the beauty of it. I saw some of them just in the crosswalk at Eighth Street.
2: Talk to us a little bit more. So you and I this year have. um brought digital and radio together more than ever between what we've done with Alexa, what we've done with Wizards Radio 24-7, and it's been and it's been great, and particularly Wizards Radio 24-7 is something that I think the amount of Wizards content that we're producing is more than ever before. Tell us a little bit about the type of content that goes on there, and uh, fans can get it on their phone, they can get it on TuneIn, a um, number of different places, and then just the how we developed that and um, and where it's at now.
1: Well, and that's a great point. And, and again, uh, Jacob, as you've led the digital initiative, Jeremy's out here somewhere. Is is uh, I've always felt just amazed at what these. Uh, there he is, Jeremy's Shout always Shout out hiding to Jeremy. He's like, standing right there, there like a <laughs> but, ninja just hiding. But the point is, is, we live in a in a world, and it, it occurred to me the the other day. I was driving, because how many use navigation systems in their cars? We don't. We used to have things called maps, and you actually used to know. Where you're going now? You just let the things turn right, turn left. <laughs> this is a true story. So I'm talking to. Of course, you're not just doing one. We should all just be driving and listening to the radio. But we're all doing seven things. And I, I was driving with my navigation on, and, and I was talking to somebody on my wireless Bluetooth or yeah, Bluetooth, yeah, right? Bluetooth. Yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah. And and my navigation system triggered somebody's Alexa at home. So <laughs> that and so now. The navigation system <laughs> was talking to the Alexa, and then there's a little bit of a, a sinking feeling like we don't we're we're the so robots close to are taking over the They're world. Take, they really take it over because the Alexa on the <laughs> other end thought the navigation was telling it something or asking a question. But um, but that's why we are using these devices and we are linked to these devices. And so I hope people, if you have Alexa, you find our daily flash briefing. We put a lot of
2: Dave uh, records one. Every three single days. night,
1: gets to me. It's up
2: by two or three a.m. every day on your Alexa. All you have to do is ask uh, Alexa, "Play my there. Washington Wizards." It's there. No, don't say no, that don't to say the that, don't say that, that to the flash briefing. That won't work. Okay. Just ask Alexa to play your Washington Wizards daily flash briefing, and you'll get your dose of Dave every morning. Well,
1: it, yeah, that'll start <laughs> your day. <laughs> that's oh. that's, that's right. right. I know. I, I start
2: I start my day with Dave yeah. every morning. That's right. It's, Really, it's, it's basically like an extra cup of coffee. Yeah,
1: it's like eating a Hot Pocket. But, the, um, but the, the important thing is now, and you think about how I grew up back in the days when dinosaurs roamed the earth, and, and we had this, you know, you had to wait for the newspaper to come out the next day uh, to, to get the latest information. What I think is key about what we do with the, the digital, with the, with, with the Wizards, uh, is there's always a way to access your team, and having a passion about, a team and, and an interest in, in the Washington Wizards, that's a good thing. And now uh, there could be more connection to that passion because if you, if you ask Alexa, you're going to get uh, the, today on, on uh, the flash briefing, I, I, it was March and Gortat, Bradley Beal talking about their circumstances. So instead of wondering, you know, what's the team's mindset, you're actually hearing it. From those players or you can hit the hit the phone in, in wizards radio 24 7 or you go to tune in uh, which is a website and another popular app you can find our 24-hour station any time of the day and you'll hear uh, you know current content off uh, the uh, bench uh, 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 scott brooks you'll hear off the bench episodes you'll hear tributes and this and you guys have done a wonderful job celebrating our 1978 championship team and and it really is fun Uh, And I I know the interviews. I know the content. But to me, it's still fun to listen back to, you know, Bobby Dandridge or Wes Unseld and and Kevin Grevy, whoever talk about, you know, some great stories, because while we don't live in the past, it's important to have a past to celebrate because it enriches, you know, our fan experience. and, And we're blessed to be a team that does have an NBA championship in its history. Not every team has that. So, I think the, the the bottom line is now, you know, as you be a, a fan of the Washington Wizards, you can always be connected and feel and feel like you're connected to us because you are.
0: So one thing when you're traveling on the road, there, Jeremy knows this too. To an extent, everyone looks. At their <laughs> hotel list and finds yeah. out if they're next to Dave Johnson's room. Because that means that you're going to get a 5 a.m. wake up call, whether you want to or not, as he gets ready to do his WTOP uh,
1: call. No, I, I do uh, my WTOP broadcast from hotel rooms, and I always worry about the, the size of the, uh, the thickness of the walls. That's right, rooms cause you, because we can hear Dave. So I'll if come you're on for, at, at every half hour at 15 and 45, and it gets 103.5 FM or WTOP.com if you want to listen to that. Um, and I started at 5.15 in the morning. And, and if, if we're in a place where it's earlier, it's 4.15 or, or 3.15. And, and it's the on... I remember years ago in Memphis, I could hear the guy next to me's conversation at this great hotel, the Peabody Hotel, which has ducks in the lobby. You can Google this. It's a Peabody Hotel. is one of the, the classic hotels. It is hotels a really cool the hotel. MS, yeah. They have ducks that, that swim in the lobby that come down at, at 9 in the morning. They go back up to their penthouse. The ducks have yeah. penthouse. But it's an old hotel with thin walls. And I could hear this guy's conversation every word. And I thought, he's going to have a bad morning the next morning. <laughs> and sure enough, I do my first broadcast, and I start hearing bangs on the wall. <laughs> but, but the beauty is of, of my uh, award-winning reports, every, uh, it's only two minutes every he half a hour. He is
0: an Edward R. Murrow well, th- award winner, yeah. 2008.
1: But every uh, I've been downhill ever since. But every two <laughs> minutes, it's only two minutes every half hour. And I see people that are next to me, if it's not somebody from the wizard staff, and they always look like they had a bad night's sleep. And they're probably not sure what they heard <laughs> because I'm two minutes and I'm done speaking. And just as they start to wake up and think, what is that noise? It's gone. They're back to sleep and then it comes back again. And so I, I'm kind of shortening people's lives and interrupting the REM sleep as I broadcast next to them on the road. But I even
0: read you did one on a train.
1: I did one on a train. Coming we, uh, off of a we Wizards road trip. from... Uh, Newark, New Jersey, this is back when the, the Nets played in Newark for a couple of years in their, in their transition. And we got to Philadelphia, and they told us we're on a train, and they told us it's just going to be a an hour while they fix something or whatever, so we all kind of just dozed off. The next thing you know, it was 4 in the morning, and we were still <laughs> in Philadelphia on this train, and now it's coming up against my 515. So everybody's sleeping on this train, so I had to go – to the part in between cars. You ever walk in between cars while a train is <laughs> yes, moving, yes. and it's this kind of motion. But through the again technology, through the the miracle of something that's called the comrex, I was able to broadcast while the while the train was was moving, and that was uh, that was that was an experience.
0: Favorite memory from the wizard season outside of WTOP, but just something your best game call that you remember from that's back right. in the day. I mean this year. Just in general, just in this general, sure. it cannot be this year. Just.
1: Well, I mean, you know, uh, right now it's it's a John Wall from last year. Uh, I'll never forget that. That was a phenomenal call. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- no, thank you. But it was a phenomenal play. And I, and I think also the John Wall three-pointer. Did everyone think he was going to shoot a three-pointer there? Because we didn't think he was going. And yeah. that's also wh- the the ability that, he A, he shot it, B, it went in. You know, him jumping on the table, the the experience for the fans. You know, before that, it, it probably was, was the Paul Pierce moment. Yeah. Um, so those, and I understand those are, uh, you know, part of the mixing and metaphors, slam dunk answers. But, but those are special moments that that as fans no you don't know if you're going to hear, watch, or otherwise. Uh, and so you really, you know, that, that uh, we did lose Game Seven in Boston. History tells me, but that Game Six last year is a moment that, that I thought about a lot during the off season.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say when you when you are traveling around and when you're calling these games and. I, I We would be remiss to not mention that this year Phil Chenier, a legend in our community in the broadcast community to, to see his number go up and also be remembered as a broadcaster to for this organization that obviously he's still on with NBC Sports Washington every now and again, and you could catch him on TV still, but from when you started here in Washington and and, and, and Buck as well the influence that, that those two have had on you and and also the community that you guys have obviously traveling all the time together eating dinner together um, I just wanted if you you know comment comment on that and to have a have a legend like Phil around and, and part of the community
1: well I mean I think it, it really is family and if you if you all think about your own work experiences you're, you're blessed if you're in a situation when you feel like you're in, in a family atmosphere and, and maybe it is amplified because we we do spend so much time together because we were for six months out of the year it's it's six or seven months it's pretty intense and and we're traveling so and we've done this now for for so many years together you you become like family and there's times like family where you know i'm i get sick of them they get sick of me and we're back and forth and we and there's there's (laughs) kidding you know Jamoki got a horrified look like what do you mean you get sick of them We we were sick of you years ago but no the um the the point is we are like family always remember years ago we were in a in a cab in new york and the thing about family is they can be honest and tell you anything right they're, they they could just be straight out and and they're it's unfiltered and actually it's these very shoes i mean an updated pair but i, I keep purchasing <laughs> these shoes these are echo shoes you can get them at nordstrom's they're they're comfortable they're black shoes for and those that so, are listening
2: to this on the podcast for <laughs> those at home radio, radio.
1: for a podcast taking off his shoes and he has beer socks i have beer socks but I should have socks. had whiskey socks. Maybe we, does Crimson D.C. have a gift shop? We'll have a whiskey <laughs> shop. But my point of this this uh, long, aimless story about a shoe is Phil and I were at the cabin in Buck, and we were going to a game in New York and, and at Madison Square Garden, and Phil was talking about wanting to get new shoes. And I said, well, something like this. And he said, yeah, but something more stylish than that. <laughs> so that's family. You can be honest and just admit it. And, and, and so that's something we still talk about uh, to this day. And we, I even brought it up at his jersey ceremony because for him that was about family because he knows that as, he, as his family, his grandchildren going to Capital One Arena, they're going to see that, that, that number 45. But that's that's also as, as much as, as you talk about uh, being blessed uh, – call games and and be a part of wins and losses you know really the, the the true blessing is that you're you're allowed to be in an environment where it very much is is a team and it's a family and that and as, as I talked to many of you out there that extends to dealing with people that are, are, are listeners we're all in this together and and through this you have a chance to meet some incredibly neat cool people uh, from all walks of life, and, and, and that kind of makes it, uh, you know, uh, adds to the, the special part of the experience. And I know I sound like I just broke into a Coca-Cola commercial, but the point it's is... It's fine, it's fine. But, but I'm sincere yeah. about that. It is, it is about the people, and that's a great question, because, um, you know, it, it, you're, you're not having it as a rich an experience if it wasn't for the people that are involved.
0: You were a disc jockey. Yes. That's how you started <laughs> out as a disc jockey. Yeah. You have yeah. a different radio voice. Did you do something different? The ninety-six
1: then? FM Hip Parade with three decades of great memories. That was Nat King Cole <laughs> on the way. Patty Page. What's that was the, my first paying job? I was yeah. playing uh, Perry Como, which, by the way, if you if you you can find it on uh, what's the thing you get music on the i iP- the uh, Spotify? No, 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 no the iP- iTunes. No, iTunes. That's it. iTunes. <laughs> you can find Perry Como's Magic Moments, which is a great, <laughs> great song. But I, I played Perry Como and Frank Sinatra and Nat King Cole, and I was. I was 18 years old, and, and they hired me because at that time I sounded uh, much older. In fact, yeah. my voice has lightened over the years. That's been a problem. But, <laughs> but uh, that was my first job before I became a country music disc jockey and a few other things. I was an urban contemporary disc jockey.
0: What type of music do you like to listen to when you're on the road? And Yes,
1: I, I, all of it. Because of that, because I mean, I listen uh, to the Perry Como, the Frank Sinatra. I'm a big country music fan. Uh, I, I love ACDC. I went to the, the ACDC concert. So um, just a, everything. And it's, it's an eclectic mix uh, for me. But that's because I've had a, a taste of everything and, you, and I can appreciate it.
0: So on the road, we all have our DVD players or whatever we want to watch as far as content. It's normally up-to-date content. Like, we're talking about TV shows, Billions, or Homeland or something. Dave, tell everybody what you're watching.
1: This is the end of my career, but thank you for your support over the years because I'm now going to, you know, well, Dick Van Dyke. Has anybody ever heard of Dick Van Dyke? It was black black and white. I'm still not sure of this color television. It might not catch on. I'm with you on the digital media, but the color television, I'm not so sure. Um, the D- Dick Van Dyke Show, the original, of course, the original <laughs> one from the '60s, was a great show. I mean, the chemistry between Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore, and the one-liners from Maury Amsterdam, and I can, the glazed look in the audience face now is just palpable. The, uh, I, people are now marveling at me like I'm something from the Smithsonian. The, the, they trying to be outside yeah, to that's to explain. So, but yeah, I like classic things, westerns, westerns. A gun smoke. A gun there smoke lasted go. for
2: twenty years. There we go. Yeah, there are not there are not too many people in professional sports. British sitcoms <laughs> is my go-to. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that are the lead play-by-play guy for two different teams running in concurrent seasons, which is what you're doing right now with the MLS and the NBA. How do you how do you keep your life straight? How do you travel with two different teams? How do you call two different teams? How do you keep every MLS player and every NBA player straight and, and do it? It's, it's it's incredible, in my opinion.
1: Well, it, it, it adds a challenge. I mean, DC United, it, it, the Major League Soccer team in our town, has started. We've already played five games. I did four of them on television. And we had that crazy weekend where I was going from Kansas City to catch up with a team in Chicago. So you do have that situation where you're. You're, you just have to make you book sure. your own flights, travel agent? That, yeah, that's that, what I was going to say, without an assistant. That is the without shock we, we, In the NBA, we're blessed with with charter travel. When uh, uh, Traveling with Major League Soccer, we're back to commercial airlines, and, and I'm like, wait a minute, what do you mean somebody's sitting next to me and I've got to deal with all these <laughs> other, you know, uh, trualties of, of, of real life. But it becomes difficult, and I, I must have been I've done it before in a, in a television broadcast of DC United, I've said, Dave Johnson back here with Glenn Consor, and it's not Glenn Consor, but <laughs> it's Lindsey you Simpson. Get, yeah, you're right. That, uh, you get yeah. in, and th- there's a difference between Lindsey Simpson and Glenn <laughs> Lindsey and that's Glenn that's don't a, do a not look similar, Though right. Slight difference. Right. Uh, Lindsey's got better legs, but no, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, but, but to your point, you've got to keep it straight, and, and there is a bit of a, uh, there's muscle memory where you can get on autopilot and say the same things over and over again much like I'm doing tonight and it just you just go over and over and and repeat yourself and and that caught me that one time you talk about I was doing
0: research on you and you tell a story about going to an arena and you find a bunch of Elvin impersonators there (laughs) (laughs) you you weren't sure where you were
1: (laughs) The, the well again it gets back to when I was telling the story about getting off the plane and thinking this is not New Orleans and realizing I wasn't in New Orleans I was trying to remember if I was in San Antonio. The thing about as we go through these stretches where there's four games and five nights or three and six nights or whatever it is, you can get a little bit confused as to what city you're in or what hotel room. Um and I'll never forget this situation because we had played in Houston the night before and we were going to New Orleans. And I thought I was gonna have an easy morning the next morning at WTOP. A guy named Joe Gibbs, you ever heard of Joe Gibbs? He got rehired by the Redskins suddenly. I was the lead story that morning on WTLP. It wasn't just about the Wizards probably at that time losing to, to the Rockets in Houston. So I was thinking it was going to be a calm news morning. Instead, I was talking Joe Gibbs and news and sports and, and up until 12 noon that day. And, and I, I literally had not slept. Um, so we go to the game that night. And I'm a little bit tired, a little bit foggy headed. And I walk into the men's room and there's about 30 Elvis Presleys. <laughs> And I'm really starting to feel like, all right, wait a minute here. I I definitely need more coffee. I'm having a bad (laughs) dream because I was surrounded by people in Elvis Presley costumes. And the, the thing about, which I didn't realize, but it was Elvis Presley impersonator night in New Orleans. And they were having these Elvis Presley contests. So I've not had any sleep. And now... I'm trying to get out of a men's room with everyone saying, hey, thank you very much. Uh, good good to see you. Because they're they're all in the the act. If you're going to be Elvis Presley, you got <laughs> to, thank, hey, thank you very much. Thank you very oh, much. You're oh, beautiful. Oh, Don't have a change. You'll never know. Aloha, blue Hawaii. So um, so that was that was kind of a strange night. And then then at halftime, they all did their competition. I'm just thinking, i got to get through this game, and, and we got to get out of here.
0: We do have to get out of here. Thank you yeah. very much, Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. We really appreciate you coming on Off the Bench no, with us. It. We look forward to listening to you throughout the playoffs. Thank you very much for everybody that came out to Crimson. We really appreciate it. Give yourself a hand as yeah, well. Thank you. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And hopefully you'll enjoy listening to this podcast Off the Bench on, once you upload it to We're, Wizards 24-7.
1: It's on your website, Off the Bench, right? It's on. It's, so you listen to that again download the app if you don't have it on your phone, uh, because that's the way we go forward in life. You have to have things on your phone, and that's how you know you're cool when you have lots of stuff on your phone. I have things on my phone. I don't know what they are. You
3: know, <laughs> I just realized
1: that a Russian embassy app, which could get me in trouble. But, no, go, go Wizards app and, and radio 24-7, and find us on the radio if you can on the playoffs. We appreciate it. All right,
0: thanks for listening, WizKids. Rep the district. Ciao for now.